Earthwise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley with a piece about the summer solstice. Hail, O sun of the seasons, traverser of the wide skies. Your steps are strong on the wings of heaven. O glorious mother of the stars, in the depths of the ocean you lie without impairment and without fear. You rise again on the peaceful wave crest like a queenly maiden in bloom. Thus goes an old Scottish invocation to the Sun Mother, praising her divine majesty at this her zenith at the summer solstice. She strides across the sky each day, so bright she obscures all other luminous beings in the heavens. At dusk she descends from the sky and glides through the depths of the dark underworld ocean until she arrives at the eastern shore and rises once again into the bright day sky. The daily cycle of the Sun Mother gives rhythm to the lives of all beings. Plants turn and bow in her direction. Humans uncover their heads to honor her rising and sing praises to her when she smiles above the horizon at dawn. We cannot exist without her benevolence. But we of the modern world seem to have an indifferent attitude toward the Sun Mother, paying little attention to the movements of her daily dance through the days and seasons. And why should we? We have electric lighting and central heating in our homes, so it matters little what hour or season it is, or so we think. But I've noticed that when we have a stretch of cloudy, rainy weather and haven't seen the sun for days, people begin to complain, even to complete strangers. The word solstice means sun standing still. We say that the summer solstice is the longest day of the year, but many do not realize that the period of the solstice tide is not just one day, the solstice tide lasts for about 10 days, with the designated day of the solstice right in the middle of this period. I like to think of the sun as the granddaughter of the two polar grandmothers. At the summer solstice tide, the sun arrives at the home of her grandmother of the north, spreading bounteous sunshine and visiting for 10 days. At the end of her visit, she turns and slowly heads south, where, at the end of her six-month journey, she will arrive at the home of her grandmother of the South, when we will experience the winter solstice. In our modern calendar, the summer solstice marks the start of summer. But in earlier times, people considered the beginning of summer to be May 1st, the holiday of Beltane in the old pagan calendar. The summer solstice was actually midsummer. Summer ends August 1st at Lunasad, when the harvest season began. This way of looking at summer is more in sync with the sun's and the earth's natural rhythms, for although we still have a few months of summer heat to come, the amount of sunshine is beginning to diminish, so that by August 1st we have only as much daylight as we had on May 1st. In times past, People were so busy at this season with agricultural responsibilities that they had little time to participate in elaborate celebrations in honor of the Sun Mother. That may be why we have so few folk customs which have been passed down to us for honoring the summer solstice. So what might we celebrate with the summer solstice? 
To get up and greet the sun as she rises is a fine gesture, but it would mean getting up before five in the morning. We could have a bonfire in the evening, but with sixteen-plus hours of daylight at this season, we couldn't even have a decent bonfire until after nine o'clock at night. But just being aware of the sun as she moves through the day is a fine way to honor her. To feel the sun's warmth on your skin, to enjoy the way the sun glints on the water, how it moves across the forest floor, or creates spectacular sunsets. Savoring these sun moments, we can honor the sun mother and be grateful for her nurturing touch. So, now that the solstice tide has begun, let us rejoice and be glad in it. Blessed be. You've been listening to Earthwise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley.